Now, this is a very popular wee kid's story from Scotland, and it's called The Wee Bannock. Now, in case you don't know what a bannock is, it's a round flatbread. So, just a big round flatbread that you bake over a fire, and you can have it with cheese and butter and such like. No. There was an old man and an old woman, and they lived in a fine wee cottage down by the side of a stream. And they had two coos that they milked, so they had plenty of milk. They had five chickens, five hens, that laid them bonny brown eggs. They had a cockerel that crowed in the morning to waken them up. And they had a cat that kept mice doing fair in the house, and two kittens playing rough and tumble by the side of the fire. Now one day, after they'd had their morning porridge, the old woman decided that she would make a fine oatmeal bannock for their supper that night. So she took down her mixing bowl, and she mixed up all the ingredients, and she made two lovely bannocks, and she toasted them over the fire. Now, her man came in, and he could smell the cooking bannocks, and he went, Mmm, bannocks, and he grabbed the one bannock, and he snapped it in two, and took a big bite out of it. Well, the other wee bannock that was lying alongside it had opened its eyes by this time, and it seen what happened to its brother bannock, and it didn't fancy that fate befalling it, oh no. So he got up on his wee bannock legs, and he chomped down, and he ran out the door. Now the old woman had been spinning wool, and when she saw the bannock running out the door, she set off after it too. But she was an old woman. And it was a very young bannock, so it soon outdistanced her, ran away, out of sight. Now the bannock ran on and on till it came to a house, and it ran inside, and there was a tailor who had two apprentices, and they were sitting cross-legged, stitching and sewing away on some new clothes that they were making. And when they seen the bannock come running in the door, they screamed, chumped up with fright, and went and hid behind the tailor's wife, just like chicks behind the mother hen. Well, the woman laughed and said, Yes, bunch of scaredy cats, it's only a wee bannock. Quick, grab it. We'll have it for our, for our uh, a glass of milk. So they set off after the bannock. Now, the tailor threw his iron at the bannock, but the bannock dodged, missed it. And the other one, well, he threw some half-made clothes at it and missed it as well. The other one chased after him, the other apprentice, with a pair of scissors going snip, snip, snip. He was going to cut the bannock in two, but the bannock was too fast for him. And out it ran, out the door, and away down the hillside. And it ran and it ran till it came to another house. And it ran into the house and straight to the fire to warm itself. Because bannocks, you see, they're baked over a fire, so they love to be warm and be near a fire. Reminds them of their, you know, childhood, I suppose. So anyway, it's running there, and it's standing by the side of the fire, and it's warm in its wee bannock hands and its wee bannock nose. And this is the home of a weaver. Now, the weaver and his wife were busy making cloth, 
And he said, Tibby, my love, what's that that has just come in? And she said, Willie, my dear, that is a fine wee bannock. Well, he says, I would like to have a bit of bannock. Well, so would I, she said. So he said, quick, bar the door. So they set off after the bannock. Well, they didn't get very far because it was a very fast bannock. And no matter what they tried to do, trying to trip it up, trying to throw things at it, it was too fast for them. And it ran out the door and away. Now it ran and it ran down the hill, down by the side of the stream, and it came to a mill. And it went into the mill, and there the miller was. He was all dusty with flour from grinding the flour, you know, grinding the the barley and the, and the oats into flour. And he saw the saw the wee bannock coming in, and he said, "Oh, it's a great country. This food is so plentiful that you even get bannocks running wild." Well, he said, "Well, Mister Bannock, come in. You're welcome." He says. I have a friend that I would like to introduce you to, Mr. Cheese. I think you and Mr. Cheese would go very well together. Now, despite the fact that this was a very young bannock and didn't have much experience in the big bad world, it knew that Cheese was dangerous company to be hanging around with if you're a bannock. No good will come if you hang around with Cheese. So, he turned and he fled out the door as the miller laughed. Well, he ran and he ran and he ran till he came to a blacksmith's shop. He ran in and there was the blacksmith at his forge and he was heating up a big bar of iron and he was going to hammer it down and make it into horseshoe nails. Well, when he saw the bannock comes in, he said, Ah! Wonderful, he said, a bannock. I'm going to heat up this rod till it's red hot, and I'm going to thrust it into a mug of ale to warm it up, and I will have that with the bannock. Now the bannock knew that ale for a bannock was as dangerous to be around as cheese, so when it heard that, it turned and fled out the door, no matter how tempting that forge fire was in the blacksmith shop, it knew it had better get out of there. So it ran and it ran and it ran, until it came to a farmhouse, and it ran in and straight to the fire. Now, this farmer had been picking lint, and he was beating the stalks of it on the floor with an iron bar, and his wife had a pair of cards, a pair of combs, that she was combing the flax that was being made from it, which they would then spin and make linen. Now, what's this, he says? A bannock, says his wife. Well, said the farmer, that's good, because that porridge that we had for breakfast this morning was rather thin and watery, but a nice wee bannock would just go down a treat. So, quick, she says, throw your iron at him, hit him on the back with your iron. So he took up the iron bar and he lunged at the bannock, but the bannock was too fast for him. It ran and it ducked and it weaved. He ran after flailing away. The wife threw her cards at him, the, the combs, 
But it was too fast. It docked, it weaved, it turned on a sixpence and ran back the other way. Mercy if you could have taught that bannock to play rugby, then Scotland would never have any troubles in the Seven Nations Championship again, I'll tell you. But they never got it. The man threw the iron bar at the bannock as it ran out the door, but it managed to dodge that mist and out. Now it ran on and on and on, and I was getting pretty scared by this time. The world seemed to be a very hostile place for a bannock. Everybody seemed to want your company, but wasn't the sort of company that the bannock fancied either. So he ran and he ran till he came to another farmhouse, and he ran in through the door, and there was a woman who was making a pot of porridge for supper. And she said, Oh, look, Chalk, a bannock. You were just saying that you could fare go a nice oatmeal bannock. So I could, he said. We could have it after our porridge tonight for supper. That's a good idea. Quick, close the door. Well, they tried to get to the door to close it, but the bannock was too fast. I mean, despite the size of the bannock, I mean, it was quite a big, fat bannock, but, man, it was as nimble as a pancake, and it ran out to the door just as the man was trying to lunge at it. He pulled the bonnet off his head and he threw it at the bannock, but it just skimmed over the top of the bannock's head, and the bannock ran out into the evening. Now it was starting to get late by this time, and it saw a light in the distance of another house, so it ran there as well and in to, through the door and up to the fire. And there was an old, old couple who lived there, and they were getting ready for their bed. And the old man was starting to undress, and he'd just taken off his trousers. Now he was still wearing these woolly long jones, they called them, long-legged drawers, right down to your ankles, and a woolly vest as well. And his wife said, Mercy, look at that, a bannock, quick, catch it, we can have that "'Cut it in two, and I'll have half of it, and I'll have the other half,' he said. "'Well, quick, throw your trousers over it.' So he threw the trousers over the bannock, and the bannock was pinned down to the floor with the trousers lying on top of it. Now the old man's trousers smelt like all old men's trousers in Scotland at that time. It smelt of old string and pan drops. You might not know what a pan drop is, but they were a mint sweetie that was very favoured by old men when I was a kid. My dad was basically fuelled by pandrops. But anyway, the bannock was lying there, suffocating under the trousers, the smell of the string, the smell of the mints, the pandrops. But it managed to wriggle free and ran out the door. The old man chased after it, and he ran and he ran and he ran for quite a long way, but it was a young bannock, like I said, and his old legs wasn't fit to keep up with it. Well, then he remembered that he was actually only wearing his drawers and vest, so he had better get home, because people would laugh at him. So he turned round and sadly went back to his home. Now the bannock ran on and on. By this time it was starting to get dark, and the bannock was starting to worry about where he was going to spend the night. But then he saw a big bush of broom, a thorn bush, all covered with yellow flowers, and he thought, this looks like a place where a wee bannock could spend the night. So he ran into the bush, into this thorn bush. 
And there, in the middle of the thorn bush, he saw a hole. And he thought, what a great place for a bannock to spend the night. So he ran down into this hole, and he ran down to the end of it, until he met the owner of the hole, a fox. And the fox sat there, licking its lips as it seen him, and it said, Mr. Bannock, you are most welcome here in my house. And the Bannock felt happy. He smiled, because he thought that's the nicest welcome that I have yet received from anyone. So he ran up to the fox, and snap! The fox bit him in two, and ate him for his supper. And that was the end of the wee Bannock.